Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Every night on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm considering this one. Should we worry more or less about asymptomatic transmission? It's day 140 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 366,946 cases with 12,237 deaths. A little over a week ago, Maria Van Kerkhove, head of the World Health Organization's Emerging Diseases and Zoonosis Unit, caused a bit of a dust up with this response to a question about how many asymptomatic cases there are and how much transmission occurs from them. So there's a couple of things in the question that you just asked. One is the number of cases that are reported that are being reported as asymptomatic. Um and so we hear from a number of countries that x number x percentage of them are reported as not having symptoms or that they are in their pre-symptomatic phase which means it's a few days before they actually develop severe symptoms. In a number of countries when we go back and we discuss with them one how are these asymptomatic cases being identified many of them are being identified through contact tracing and so which is what we would want to see in that you have a known case you find your contacts they're already in quarantine hopefully and some of them are tested and then you you pick up people who may have asymptomatic or no uh symptoms or even mild symptoms The other thing we're finding is that when we actually go back and say how many of them were truly asymptomatic we find out that many have really mild disease very mild disease um they're not quote unquote covid symptoms meaning they may not have developed fever yet they may not have had a significant cough or they may not have shortness of breath but some may have mild disease having said that we do know that there can be people that are truly asymptomatic and pcr positive the second part of your question is what proportion of asymptomatic individuals actually transmit So the way that we look at that is we look at um they need these individuals need to be followed carefully um over the course of uh, when they're detected and looking at secondary transmission. We have a number of reports from countries who are doing very detailed contact tracing. They're following asymptomatic cases, they're following contacts and they're not finding secondary transmission onward is very rare. And that not m- much of that is not published in the, in the literature. from the papers that are published there's one that came out from Singapore uh looking at a long-term care facility there are some household transmission studies where you follow individuals over time and you look at the proportion of those that transmit onwards um we are constantly looking at this data and we're trying to get more information from countries to truly answer this question it still appears to be rare that an asymptomatic individual actually transmits onward This caused a huge controversy among epidemiologists. I've linked to some of their tweets and the some of their objections were these. There definitely are studies that show that up to 20% and in some cases even up to 40% of infected people are asymptomatic and can transmit the virus. This debate brought up some of the complications of talking about transmission using the data that we have right now. First of all, purely asymptomatic people people who never show any symptoms through the course of the disease are different from pre-symptomatic people people who are not yet showing symptoms but might go on to show them purely asymptomatic people are likely to be underrepresented in studies and estimates because they would only get a test in india for instance if they were the family members of a confirmed case or if they were healthcare workers exposed to a positive case without pbe 
and not all of these two groups would get a test even then to get estimates for asymptomatic persons we'd also have to follow the person for the next two weeks to check if they ever develop symptoms and most states are either not doing that or not recording the data even the data from the icmr study that i've talked about a few times which showed that asymptomatic household contacts form the largest share of those testing positive was from the moment of testing we don't know if these people later developed symptoms when purely asymptomatic people are so poorly studied understanding how many people they further infect seems like something we would have very poor data on and i think that's partly the point the who representative was making our understanding of the way the virus is transmitted will be shaped by the people these studies are able to follow and these are very likely not to be properly representative of the true distribution in the general population of asymptomatic presymptomatic and symptomatic people Ms Van Kerkhoff clarified this comment to some extent the next day. I think what's important related to transmission is what we know, uh importantly what we don't know and what we're trying to do to really understand this very complex uh question. So um what we do know about transmission is that we know that people who are infected with COVID-19 uh many develop symptoms, but there are some people who do not. And so the majority of transmission that we know about is that people who have symptoms transmit the virus to other people through infectious droplets. But there are a subset of people who don't develop symptoms. Um and to truly understand how many people don't have symptoms, we don't actually have that answer yet. We do know that some people who are asymptomatic or some people who don't have symptoms can transmit the virus on. And so uh what we need to better understand is how many of the people in the population don't have symptoms and separately how many of those individuals go on to transmit to others. And so what I was referring to yesterday in the press conference were a very few studies some two or three studies that have been published that actually try to follow asymptomatic cases so people who are infected over time and then look at all of their contacts and see how many additional people were infected and that's a very small subset of studies but the objection that some epidemiologists and public health experts continued to have was that this was not helpful communication and i definitely felt that this part of miss van hercov's initial statement was not helpful and was not grounded in fact what we really want to be focused on are is following the symptomatic cases If we followed all of the symptomatic cases because we know that this is a respiratory pathogen it passes from an individual through infectious droplets if we actually followed all of the symptomatic cases isolated those cases followed the contacts and quarantined those contacts we would drastically reduce I would love to be able to give a proportion of how much transmission we would actually stop but it would be a drastic reduction in transmission if we could focus on that i think we would we would do very very well in terms of suppressing transmission but from the data we have it still seems to be rare that an asymptomatic person actually transmits onward to a secondary individual this is calling for a policy direction that i do not think is helpful because it is drawing a clear distinction between targeting symptomatic people and that asymptomatic transmission is rare One of the things that has now emerged from many major studies is that infected people are the most infectious 2 to 3 days before the onset of symptoms and so that's when the majority of spreading occurs. If governments divide their prevention and containment strategies largely equally among all members of the public, 
they will be more likely to catch both asymptomatic or presymptomatic and symptomatic people and be in a better position to prevent this pre-onset spread. Symptomatic people are anyway more likely to approach a doctor themselves. Which is why I found the response of Munish Mudgil, the IAS officer who heads Karnataka's COVID-19 war room, to the asymptomatic-presymptomatic issue much more pragmatic. Karnataka's contact tracing has found that COVID-positive people who were asymptomatic at the time of testing were far less likely to spread it onwards than symptomatic people. But the state is only using this to inform its testing strategy and not its public health messaging. I asked Mr. Mudgil why this is the case and this was his response. I feel there's a more risk in trying to convey that asymptomatic, around asymptomatic person, you are safe. If I convey any such message, people may end up getting harmed more than helped. If I convey a message that asymptomatic don't spread, which I don't think so, I think they do spread. Then people may stop wearing masks until they are symptomatic and so on and so forth. So I would suggest this disease is best controlled by Everybody, assuming everybody else is infected but not getting paranoid, basically wearing the mask when you interact with anybody, keep social distance. Anything which takes us to stop social distancing or stop wearing a mask, any such input is hump. So any differentiation between asymptomatic and symptomatic for you to change your behavior or social distance will be a harmful conclusion to make because People will not be able to differentiate. If I infect you 20% chance, there's another, I infect you with 2% chance. The nature of this disease and its newness will mean that there is a lot that we cannot currently quantify about its spread. And I get that that's what the WHO representative was trying to say. In terms of messaging, erring on the side of caution, as Mr. Mudgil is doing, is probably the best strategy for now. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. Tomorrow, a new question.